Hello and welcome to the Creators Club podcast, a regular series featuring sessions recorded at the Creators Club meetings in London. In this episode, we hear from Eugene Hughes, who introduces us to the work that he's been doing on the concept of archetypes. Now here's Andy Dunn to introduce the episode for you. My name is Andy Dunn, the founder of Creators Club, and I'm delighted to present this Inspire series, recorded live by our guest speaker. I hope you enjoy it. That's very nice. Thank you. Now it's it's is it okay if I is it okay if I sit down or are you sure? So my name is Eugene. Um, I'm 50 years old. I live in Dalston. Thanks very much. And um, when I when anyone asks me what I do, I literally feel in my in my throat. I go like this, and I was trying to understand why for like many years, and I've just given up, you know, trying to. So I'm not going to tell you what I do. Um, I'm going to take a risk tonight, and I'm going to start by telling you why I do what I do. Um, and that's a bit of a risk for me, but I, I just wanted to do that. Um, so there's some key significant milestones that, on reflecting back, have absolutely helped shape what I do. So I'm going to share those milestones with you. Um, some are happy, some aren't so happy. But as you know, I'm not that into happiness. Um, but I think I have um, one memory from my childhood, and it's um, when I was five, and it's called Under the Table. And Under the Table memory was trying to stop my dad beating the shit out of my mum, and him stopping me by tying me under the table. And, and at first I watched, and then I couldn't take anymore, and I closed my eyes. And I went inward. And I went inward all my childhood. Um, I went into the woods and into my imagination. And that's what saved my life because under the table continued for 15 years now. Yeah, till I was around 15, 16. And that sequence um, and my response of going into the woods, escaping into nature and closing my eyes and going inward saved my life. So I have a profound um, connection with my imagination and um, with nature because um, it, it's, it saved my life. So I wanted to share <laughs> a quote <laughs> to close the under the table chapter, which is by my favorite, um, Carl Jung. They who look outside dream, they who look inside awake. <clears throat> so, 16, 
from a little village in Ireland, outside a little village in Ireland, I ran like fuck. <laughs> and I kept on running until I hit the East Village in New York City. It was the mid-80s. I had no money. And um, three black transvestite prostitutes took me in. And I lived with them for two years. And they taught me life, color, bucket attitude, <laughs> um, vibrancy, wearing a pineapple on your head and not giving a shit what anyone thinks. Um, they taught me such a different perspective on life. And um, they, um, with their teaching, with their mentoring, I am, um, I am, um, let myself go. I express myself, you know. <laughs> they dragged me up as we went into every low down hole in the East Village and it was exactly the medicine that I needed. Um, so they taught me that Everyone is an artist. We are all creative. Our creativity is there to express ourselves, to express who we are. <laughs> but of course, um, those under-the-table demons um, don't go away so quickly. So I got heavily involved in drugs. Um, I know I might look do I look quite respectable? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it got quite low and I got involved in primarily crack, cocaine, and um, I hit rock bottom. And um, something happened, I think, I don't know, it was just some weekend something happened and um, um, I decided I need to do something about this. I can't do this. And, and um, I planned it, and then I went to the Sahara, and I walked across the Sahara. <laughs> um, and with the help of somebody, and this amazing woman called Trebby Johnson. And so she knew I needed help, so she, um, she helped me walk across the Sahara. And then she said, look, you need to spend time on your own. So um, she prepared, and I spent one week in the, in the Sahara on my own and with no food, just water, like a complete like detox, sounds <laughs> a bit kind of light for what it really was and like so imagine it's day four, I'm completely you know starving, delirious, you know, off my head, is this real, you know, is this my imagination, what's happening, you know. But she taught me one question to ask myself when I was at my lowest in my, in my fast in the desert. She said, when you're really hungry and you think you're done, ask yourself, <laughs> what are you really hungry for? What are you really hungry for? So in my delirium, coming off everything, um, nothing in my body left 
for my spirit, I shouted out to Grandmother Nature like some lunatic. <laughs> what am I really hungry for? And then I came back. And that was a real turning point in my life when I was around 29. Um, and it was a really strange experience because actually um, coming back I felt, um, I felt inside out. That's the only way I can describe it. I felt inside out. I felt so like, just like God, you know. So I felt inside out, you know. And then things started to turn in my life. And um, things started to come together, like nature and my profound relationship with nature, um, with my imagination, with creativity, but also something funny, um, which is um, um, because I was tied under the table for so long, I sense when something's wrong. I sense when somebody's hurt. I just have it. Um, so I knew I needed to combine that gift. So I became an art psychotherapist. So I help people use their own innate creativity to heal. But more than heal, because I think, you know, therapy can go around in loops a little bit, you know. Um, and this is my other favorite quote in the world, which is, we don't find home, we create it. And I really believe this. For me, there was never any going home. Fuck off. Ne excuse my language. Never. I am never going home. I will create my home. And I will create my inner home as well. And for me, it's um, probably the most um, empowering statement. Um, it's not about we find ourselves. We don't find ourselves. We create ourselves. Um, and for me, that rings true in all my work, that we don't find ourselves, we create ourselves. And we constantly create ourselves. We can constantly create ourselves. So back to anxiety at dinner parties when somebody asks me what I do, and I can't say accountant. <laughs> I can't say, you know, one word answer. I, can't, I just can't say that. Um, and I don't want to. You know, because what answer I give you this week might be different in 10 years' time. Please, God, it's different in 10 years' time. It might be different in 20 years' time. Because you know what? I can create who I want to become. And for me, that's the most empowering statement. So why did I say um, happiness is overrated? Because it's not the pursuit of happiness that motivates me. I'm not interested in that. It might be a byproduct. I'm not interested in it. What I'm interested in is constantly creating who I am and who I can be in this world. And most importantly, what difference I can make. That's what drives me. So, um, yeah, my name is Eugene. <laughs> um, I'm a psychotherapist. And I run an organization called Archim.
which is about bringing creativity into learning organizations and communities. And I also take people into the wilderness um, so that they can come back inside out. Um, and hopefully, by me sharing my story, you understand why I am what I am and why I do what I do. So, yeah. So. Ready for a bit of work? Right? Building on, we create who we want to be. Um, I did um, research recently, well, from eight years ago, um, and this is the output of the research. I'm going to introduce some characters to you, um, and then we're going to talk about them. So, um, there used to be a theory in leadership, which is they call strengths-based leadership. Have you heard of it? Strengths-based. So you focus on your strengths, focus on what you're really good at, and you keep on doing it. Like if you had a, a good bicep, you keep on working that bicep till you look like Popeye and the other one is like this, you know. What a load of bullshit. <laughs> you know. um, because there's many parts of us, and there's many parts of us we don't know. Many parts of us that we repress, that we push back, you know, like bits of us we repress, we suppress, we don't want to own. Those bits that we see in other people and we think, oh, look at them. <laughs> we don't allow ourselves to have it. So I'm going to introduce these nine characters to us, yeah? And as I introduce the nine characters, some of them you look at and you go, oh, yeah, I recognize him. Some you look at and go, yeah, I recognize that. And some of you are like, yeah, no, no idea. So just as I introduce them, just allow yourself to be with them and see what happens. Notice your response, yeah? And then we'll do some work with it. Um, the characters are what I, are archetypes, yeah? So they're archetypal characters, like any archetype, the, like an example of archetypes, the mother, you know, the witch, the apple. <laughs> you know, we all have these archetypes in films, in, in mythology, in our culture. So I'm going to introduce n nine archetypes. Are we ready? The first archetype I'm going to present to you is the alchemist. And the alchemist leads with the alchemist leads with transformation. The alchemist is that person who likes to throw things upside down, who's full of energy. They're the person when you go into, they come into a meeting and they want to change everything. Yeah? The alchemist. The next is the... Visionary. And the visionary leads with vision. I have a dream. One day, deep down in Alabama, white children will hold the hands of black children as they walk to school. I have a dream. The next archetype is the 
the gardener. Who gardens? Does anyone? Yeah. The gardener knows every plant. The gardener knows that this plant likes more water than this plant. Knows this plant likes to be left alone. Knows this one needs a lot of cutting. Yeah. The gardener likes to get up close, intimate, likes closeness of people. The next archetype is the guru. The guru. And the guru leads with wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> Yeah, their, their natural response to a situation is to seek for knowledge and knowledge to impart. The architect. And the architect <laughs> leads with design. They're the person in a meeting, they have their black sketchbook and they're drawing diagrams. You know, that's how they note-take. It's diagram systems, arrows, that person. Structured, disciplined in their thinking, strategic in their thought. The emperor leads with control. This is my kingdom, my way, my rules. You know some of them. Yeah, you all do. <laughs> Good. You're recognizing others yeah, in the archetype. Interesting. The warrior. The warrior. I know. So the warrior. The warrior leads with action. Their response is, let's do it. When there's a crisis, attack. Two more. Penultimate one, the shepherd. the shepherd. I want you in your imagination to picture the shepherd up on the edge of the mountain, looking down at their flock. The shepherd leaves the flock unless there's a problem, then they'll intervene. The shepherd is trusting, knows when to intervene doesn't smother people, lay back. But when there's a crisis, they're there. And the final one is the orator, who leads with words, with communication. Obama, visionary, or orator? Yeah, they're both maybe? Good. Okay, tomorrow I'll send you a, 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 a file with all the alchemists and it's got a little, all the archetypes, archetypes. and it's got, <laughs> and it's got, um, it's got an exercise in the back so you can do it if you want. But um, um, one day I, um, I said, I actually, <laughs> With my team, I'm not a good people manager. Um, I'm just not, I don't have all the techniques, you know. I can inspire somebody with a vision, but, you know, doing like 
performance appraisals. <laughs> I'm, just not, I'm just not good. So, um, so I said, I need to be more of a gardener, you know? So um, I spent a week as a gardener. Like in the morning, I would even, you know, drag up as a gardener, you know, like put on <laughs> gardener-esque clothing, floral shirt, and things like just to really help my imagination. You know, spend time in noticing trees, every, just to really get my imagination. Then when I was in meetings with people, really pay attention. Would you like a glass of water? You know, <laughs> really, like, be in it. Very interesting. You know, are the one, spending time being the one that you think you could never be, going into meetings really just emphasizing that, bringing that part of you that's there in you and practicing bringing it to the fore. You create who you want to create. The other thing is, um, it's everyone I think has a magic combination. So the visionary orator warrior, you know, so what is the combination, that alchemical combination of archetypal energy, if I can put it that way, that you can have your own version, your own image, your own archetypal image that's a guide for you. So when you're in meetings or when you're in situations or you feel you bring that archetypal energy up within you. So I hope you have fun experimenting with that. Our time is done. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Creators Club podcast. I hope it sparks some new thoughts or ideas. Please share it with anyone that it may help and come to one of our live events for a full Inspire Night experience. In the meantime, go make things happen, create and shine with all your heart and spirit. If you want to know more about Creators Club and other things we do, please visit creatorsclub.co.uk.